What is up, my guy? I was going, my brother. <laughs> What's up, man? Oh, you know, just doing our, just do. You good? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Good, man. I'm glad, bro. Or yeah. <laughs> Trust me, life. I know life is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is. But man, we got a lot of news going on. Oh, let my me. God. Let me start off by welcoming everybody here to Unscripted Violence with me, Staggered Lee, and Jason, J-Man. <laughs> what do we got for news? Well, first, if you don't care, I'm going to talk about SummerSlam. Oh, I that that is all. Yeah, that's all you, man, because you <laughs> were there. That had to that had to be awesome. Nashville, Tennessee is. If you've never been, you gotta go. That I, place. I used to live there actually, so really, I know it's a great city. It so is a know, great city. Great. So you, know, you know Broadway? Yes, I do. Oh my I've god, been, Broadway was crazy. I, I it was insane. Down Broadway several times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my god, what an experience. Um, I will say this: WWE does. Uh, I know they call them premium live events. Whatever. They do them. I've said this for a long time. I know you're not a fan, but their TV shows leave a lot to be desired. But I always like their premium live events because the guys get to wrestle. And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Nash, they were everywhere in, in Tennessee. We, I think it was. We got down Thursday, so Friday. I think Friday. My days are. I'm still on vacation, but um, I'm not really. But I feel like I am. But we went down and we did Broadway and uh, Jason Aldean's restaurant bar and uh, Kid Rock's bar. And we ate at Blake Shelton's restaurant, Old Red. And uh, <clears throat> um, my girlfriend and her uh, brother are big uh, country music fans. So we did the uh, Country Music Hall of Fame. So we were done with it and I'm walking out and here comes a, a bus, a WWE bus promoting SummerSlam. And they have Stone Cold Steve Austin's music playing. So I walk out, and I'm wearing a Brock Lesnar cowboy hat. I actually sent you the picture. I was yeah, a yeah. yeah. Hat, and, I was, and I was wearing a Claudio shirt, and they're playing the Stone Cold music, and I walk out, and I'm flipping off the bus, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah. And the guy's like, yeah. And he throws me out a cowboy hat that is a WWE cowboy hat that has lights around it where you, like, turn on the lights, and they blink. Sweet. <laughs> so, so the kids were happy to get that. But we had really good seats. We were right by the entrance. Um... There, they announced 48,000 people were there. There was a lot of people there. Um, but the difference between WWE and AEW, and I think this is always going to be the difference, is AEW is a wrestling first promotion, whereas WWE is just like a big time circus of entertainment, wrestling, um, just the whole shebang, like a kind of a, a Walt Disney of wrestling. So, Saturday is when the pay-per-view was. <clears throat> I get to, we were downtown or something. We came back to our hotel and I found out that they were doing a uh, fan fest, which really was, all it was, was there's this energy drink called C4. They had this little ring. It was a little wrestling ring. And me and the boys got to get on it. And, uh, is that you know, me? Uh, I think so. We yeah. got our pictures taken. And then we got to do another thing where we got to held the world title 
and got our pictures taken with the real WWE World Title. So it was really cool. The wow. boys had a great time. It was it was a great time. Um, the pay per view was really good. You can tell Triple H, um, his fingerprints were all over it. And, I was uh, going to ask you. That was the number one thing. Was there a noticeable difference? Because did you see? Did you see? Pay-per-view. Okay, so here was the first thing that happened. So the first match on the card was Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair, and it was a great match. Well, after the match was over, Bianca retained, and then did Bailey's Becky ba- get hurt. Yeah, Becky. Becky's going to be out for a long time. She separated her so. She separated her shoulder early in the match and finished the match. And as somebody wow. that's had two shoulder surgeries, I know how painful she was. And she still did a great. It was a great. You and I been, both had the two shoulders. That's that's one of the worst surgeries I've ever had. Yeah, and and to finish a match like that, and it was actually one of the best actual wrestling matches on the card. <laughs> it was really cool. So anyway, the match ends. And Bianca's in the ring, and her and Becky shake hands. Becky finally is turning face. She shakes her hand. She leaves the ring. And then out comes Bailey, who's been gone for a year. And pops huge for Bailey. And I don't know if you've seen any of the SummerSlam, if you've seen any pictures or anything like that. But it was like a WrestleMania type feel. Where like oh, I entrance, saw I saw the, the setup yeah, and everything. It, it the entrance cool. to the ring was like a, a mile and a half. <laughs> you wow. know what I mean? So, like, nice. Becky gets, like, I mean, uh, Bailey gets, like, halfway down, and she starts pointing at Bianca, and then, boom, Dakota Kai music hits, and the crowd pop. Some of the crowd pop. Some of them didn't know who they were. I had to explain to a few people around me who she was. So then Dakota Kai shows up, and then, bam, Eero Shirai shows up, and it's like, what the heck? And then you come to find out that Bailey had actually pitched this stable to Vince McMahon, and he denied it. And Eero Shirai's contract was up, and Dakota Kai's contract actually had ended, and she was actually in talks with AEW. But Triple H was so big in NXT, and these were his girls in NXT. He signed them back. Yes, that's what I figured happened. That's that's exactly what I figured happened. And that kind of goes into some of the news. Uh, It's being reported that Sasha and Naomi are going back. Um, That's why I think they are, is because Triple H is such a good boss. Well, it's Triple H, and it's also, and there's kind of two parts to this story. (coughs) Man, for some reason, I can't catch my breath. AEW with Tony Khan right now has a stigma of, we will sign you, and you will come in, and you'll have a big debut, and then we'll forget about you and you'll go on YouTube, a.k.a. Ruby Soho, you know, a.k.a. other yeah. people. It's so, sadly enough. That's yeah, if, you're, if you're Sasha Banks, do you really want to go there and do that? Even Paige came out. Um, she was at StarCast, Conrad Thompson. Um, they did the Ric Flair's last match on the Sunday. They had a convention this weekend and Paige did a, uh, a panel. And she said, I'm not going to AEW anytime soon. She said, I do want to face Britt Baker in a match, but I got to, you know, there's some hurdles I got to be taken care of. But if you're Sasha Banks and you're Naomi, do you really want to go to AEW right now when AEW only features women at like the 920 spot? They get like one match. Well, here's here's the thing. Here and there. Yeah. That's the thing that you're saying. The thing is, is when Triple H was running NXT, what was the greatest match we saw in women's wrestling 
it was, was Sasha, uh, Sasha just Bailey. Oh, Bailey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I I would say Sasha. I mean, it's debatable, but yeah. Sasha versus Bailey. That that at, at I forget which takeover it was, but my God, it, nobody yeah. put on a more amazing women's match than that. And uh, right, well, right. If you right. watch, if you watch for all this Monday, which I did, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and. Uh, Eo Shirai, they changed her name to like Eo Sky or something. But anyway, they were yeah, featured, they I, were I, featured I, throughout I, the night. Wow. So, but this leads me to some big news that came out today. And I'm trying to get more news on it. But AEW filed a trademark for the term All Elite Women, which they marked in the trademark for television purposes. So, either A, we're getting a all-women's pay-per-view, kind of a.k.a. Elevate, the, what was it? Ele, uh, Elevation. Evolution. Evolution, you're right. Evolution. Or a weekly women's television show where Dynamite and Rampage would be just men, and then the women would have their own one- to two-hour TV show. So, the trademark's filed, they got it so I would as much as I would love to see that happen I would doubt it I, I, I don't they, they, they're so heavy they are so heavy right now on how much content they have I think they actually need to trim down their content but I, oh, would I, I disagree I disagree they don't have enough content well when, they got they got dark they got dark elevation then you got dynamite then you got rampage another but, show that's five nights a week how much wrestling can we watch yeah but they're not here's the thing like a lot of people have this stigma about dark and elevation they are not really putting out dark and elevation to get you to watch what they are trying to do is no, those, are, those are developmental those are pure well, developmental but what they're doing is they're trying to get like, if you go to a Netflix, or you go to an HBO Max, or you go to a, a a Peacock, even though they're with WWE, or you go to whatever streaming service you go to, you have to have content. So, true, true. If so I Khan, and I go to you and I say, look, I got three years of Dynamite, I got one year of Rampage, I got three years of Dark, I got three... Oh my God, so you got... 500 hours of content that's all this is like when people bash dark and elevation like i get it they just don't really understand what tv is or how he's trying to get this deal if, if i don't necessarily on, myself i don't necessarily bash i i actually enjoy dark and elevation when i watch <laughs> it when i have the time the right that is but that's, to have that's... a library to, to have yeah. a library you have to have a library so with him by an roh that's a library. That's 20 years worth of wrestling. Yes. So, because a lot of people are speculating that this big television deal that they get is going to be pretty big. I, if it is, then this worked out. This was a home run. But people right now, one of the main, you know, people complain about Dynamite is the lack of women's television time. If you give them their own TV show, you're going to attract talent to that television show. I, 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 that way, I, yeah, I would like to see it that on a, on a streaming service, though. 
like yeah. like you say i i would love to see that because uh i i don't know what it is AEW has so much damn talent in in their women's division and it's used and it's frustrating and i i i know they're a young company and they're growing and everything i do want to see more of that so that's a good sign that they are and even if it's just a pay-per-view like i know time warner told tony khan they want more pay-per-view so maybe you don't want to send you content so much you throw out an all women's pay-per-view and you look at some free agents like if a Sasha Banks or a Paige is available well look we'll give you your own pay-per-view well you'll be on the main event blah, right. blah. but so also um, I, I I know I asked you this earlier and, and you're not but the AEW video game a lot of news today which I'm a big video game fan and you could actually pre-order the video game on Amazon right now it's saying a release date of December 31st I don't know if that's right or not but some of the cool things and this is really cool to me you might not get what I'm saying right now, but I got to say it to our listeners. They're going to have on this game daily and weekly challenges to help you get content and or characters. Some of the matches that you're going to be able to do in this game, which is a video game, which is really cool, is the lights out match. The exploding oh, I saw, bar- I saw the exploding barbed yeah, wire. Exploding barbed wire. Yeah. So cool. It, um, it is. It's actually making me want to get the game because they say it's available on PC. Yeah, it's going to be available everywhere. And Kenny Omega is a big video game guy. And yeah. He really helped a lot in the production of this. And it's actually made by Ukes, who made a lot of the early um, like WWE versus SmackDown video games. That's really cool. So I cannot wait. I'm a video game buff. I play Fortnite every day. I can't wait. This is going to be amazing. I'm going to pre-order it probably when we get off the air here. Um so happy for all of this. It sounds great. I, it does. Tony Khan put a lot of money into this. I mentioned, do you like video games? I was like, you know, because I'm not a video game player, but I remember the, oh, who, what was the, uh, what was the big WWE game I loved when it came out? And this was, this will date me. Well, I'm a the the big game used to be like WCW Revenge on Nintendo 64. Like that game was fucking amazing. Revenge? But WWE, Revenge. It wasn't that one. I think it was No Mercy. No, that's right. Yep, you're right. That's the big one on 64. Like people will still talk about that game. And no Mercy video. was just the shit. And I thought, and well, if they put out something that quality, that storylines and has, you know, that complexity to it, I'm going to want it. Well, and that's what Kenny Omega was shooting for. He actually named that game. So it's going to be a lot. Because not the last WWE game, but the one before that. And I actually bought it. It was so hard to play. Like, you couldn't do move. You had to hit, like, 35 buttons to do a move. And I'm not trying to do all that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no shit. So it got, like, canned. And it took WWE two years to get the game back. So... Well, no mercy. It was it was up, down, left, right. You 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 just hit you just hit some simple combinations, and you could throw the move. Now you play video games, and it's like you need two two hands, your tongue, your toes, <laughs> all that you know. And and it's yeah. it it yeah. does. It gets ridiculous. I I know exactly what you're saying. 
um, some other big news that came out, and uh, God bless Tony Khan. Like, I just... Um, so when Triple H took over, <coughs> a lot of people were like, oh my God, like, Adam Cole's gonna go back, and Malachi Black's gonna go back, because they're Triple H guys. Tony Khan came out was like, this is ridiculous. So, Fightful came out, Fightful Select, <coughs> who do a great job. They are, they are probably some of the best in breaking pro wrestling news. And a lot of what I get... Debatable. Um, Debatable. Fightful I, Select. I, ah! I, do like, I do like Fightful. I do, but I, at times, they they get under my skin. And I, I, we can later, but I don't want to bash anybody else. But anyway, they came out with a report where they talked to a talent... They didn't name any names. They did say it wasn't Adam Cole. But anyway, they did talk to some people who said if Triple H was in the role that he's in now, when their contract came up, they probably would have re-signed with WWE. So, the internet went crazy. <laughs> like, oh, this person's leaving, this person's leaving. Tony Khan went on Busted Open Radio and said, hey, look, Adam Cole... And this, is, this really surprised me. And... I hope Adam Cole got a lot of money because he said that Adam Cole was signed to a six-year contract, so he still has five years left. Malachi Black was signed to a five-year contract that he still has five years left. Usually in wrestling, you see two to three-year deals. You usually don't yeah, see five to six-year deals. You don't see the, that, especially with, with AEW, you do not see it that long. Well, it... Tony Khan comes from like, you know, he comes from the football world and the soccer world where if you get a big star, you usually sign them to a long-term deal. So, AEW fans, you have Malachi Black and Adam Cole at least until 2027, which is good news for if you're a fan of the two guys. But Tony Khan just came out and said, just because creative changed, just because Triple H is in charge, uh, doesn't mean my people are going to be leaving or asking out of contracts. And, and the people that Fightful Select talked to said they're happy they signed with AEW. They're happy where they're at. But if Triple H was in charge, maybe it might have changed their thinking. Because, you know, he has such a big hand with them in NXT. But I think it's going to change the landscape now of a lot of free agents that are out there. Things of that matter. But I think that's good for AEW because right now the roster is so bloated. We don't need anybody else. We don't. We don't. AEW has plenty, plenty of talent and, and and more to come. I mean, if you look at if you look at uh, what was on the ROH card, we had GCW guys in there. We had yeah. other guys on there, and surprised. I was really impressed that they did that, and I. I was ha- there. There is not a limited amount of talent at no. all, and I think I think for us as wrestling fans, we're the ones winning out of this. Yes. We're yes. no longer we're no longer under the thumb of Vinnie Mac uh, and his ego or whatever whatever made him make the We're we're no longer under that, and and. Well- if anybody, if anybody ever watched NXT back when Triple H was running it, that was bar none. 
the best wrestling program on television. Well, the proof was in the pudding this week with with Raw. Raw was actually so much better. Like I actually, I should have watched, watched it. I should have watched it. I watched all three hours, and the big thing about it was I wasn't the only one. Raw got the biggest ratings that it has gotten in two years. I saw those numbers. And it actually doubled. I hate saying this, but it actually doubled the demo that AEW got. So, um, I think at first it's kind of a honeymoon phase. We'll see if it still goes there. The crowd was dead in Houston. I don't know what was wrong with them. I heard the crowd was awful. I just kept thinking how bad the crowd was. It was freaking horrible. And what I'll give Triple H props for is they didn't pipe in sound noise. They actually allowed, like, referee's name, which is, I think they said it was the first time in, like, three years that they've said a referee's name. Is Kevin Dunn? Not yet. Because uh, the the 27 camera angles have got to go every five have. 37 different camera angles it makes me it does it makes me nauseous to watch yeah the product it, it, it's like hard to it watch was, wrestling it was still there and uh okay. hopefully they work on that but um um trying to think what i else. don't i don't know if he'll go anywhere that's the that's my main concern he's well the big thing that like a lot of people said like that Kevin Dunn is not a Stephanie or Triple H guy and they really don't have a great relationship at least is what's being reported so we will see um I think right now like and I this on the last pod we did changes are gonna happen but it's not gonna be like drastic overnight I don't think Triple H is gonna go in there and be like I'm the man with the iron with the iron fist and whatever I say goes because no, that's what no, he's, he's, so, that's not his style. Yeah, he's gonna put his thumbprint on the product, but he's also gonna be open to people's ideas and he's gonna listen and things like that. And it's only better for us wrestling fans. You know what I mean? Like, if I can get a good product on Monday, on Friday, on Wednesday, and uh, I'm a happy guy. Exactly. If I if I can go back to watching WWE and enjoying it again. I, I'm all the more happier. And, and we can pot about it. Yeah, and exactly. And and not only do we get the benefits, but so do our listeners. Right. I mean, it's it's just going to... This is... <sighs> uh, I, I can't think of a better thing that's happened to pro wrestling besides a 10 years. I, I can't think of a better thing that's happened than Vince stepping down. I this is this is great. And and here's the thing: if if WWE steps up their game, Tony Khan did an interview, and I don't know if it was today or yesterday or I don't know when, but he said that All Out is going to be the biggest pay per view that AEW has ever done, and that Grand Slam is going to be the biggest television show they've ever done and he said the reason why is because of returns so we're gonna get Omega back soon we're gonna get Punk back soon we're, uh, Red Dragon and Adam Cole are gonna be back this week so um, big thanks in store for AEW which we're gonna talk about here in a minute um, I have Gresham news but do you wanna wait until we talk about the ROH card first probably because I think I know the Gresham news and 
I, I have a few things to say about that, too. Yeah, so do I. So let's go into the ROH pay-per-view, and we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, well, where, where I'm starting off, and I... Sorry, guys. I got a little sloppy this week. It, it's been a crazy week. Didn't get all of the notes that I usually like to get in. I did not show notes in. And the pre-show was great. And honestly, I don't remember the pre-show off the top of my head. But <laughs> um, well, so, well, the big so, news that I can tell you out of the pre-show is... Um, and this is where... I think Tony Khan has to be careful about how hands-on he is with everything and not having help. So, Brian Cage was on the pre-show and Gresham was on the main show and they filmed a thing with Tully Blanchard on the either the Rampage or the Dynamite before. And then they bring out t-shirts with Tully Blanchard Enterprises and this was going to be Brian Cage's like big moment in ROH, right? And then they film an angle, like I said, with Gresham and all this and that. And then we get to the ROH pre-show and then Prince Nana comes out and says, I bought I bought Tully, Tully Bradshaw Enterprises and I have all this money. But what had happened was... What the fuck was that? That's what well, I wondered. Because they did. Was, they dumped so much into Tully Blanchard Enterprises. They they did. And I was like... It was Tully. See, here's what happened. Prince Nana was a big deal on ROH. So it was... I mean... And, and, and here again is the deal, and I've talked to you about this, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later when we get into some of the uh, Dynamite stuff. But if you don't know ROH, or you don't know New Japan, or you don't know Josie Wrestling, or you don't know other stuff that maybe me and Tony Khan know about, and other people know about, you got to let the audience know. But anyway, Chris Donna was a big factor on ROH television. He's actually like his gimmick is like that, you know. And actually, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't watch faithfully since uh, Kevin Steen. Oh wow! Okay, so you don't know. So it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I, I, and and it was a great then too. But yeah, and here's the thing with Chris Nana. Like his gimmick was like he was kind of like that um, spam email that you get from like the prince of Nigeria, like needs your money and. Oh, nice. Okay. so, like, he takes people's money. So, anyway, so he bought Tully Branchard Enterprises in Storyline. What actually had happened was, Tully Branchard didn't tell anybody, but he runs, and he does good stuff. He does a uh, ministry with, like, prison people. Like he goes right, prison. I heard something about that, yeah. And he had an event with them, and he told Tony Khan he wasn't coming to the ROH. So, Tony Khan basically said... Thanks, Tully Blanchard, but we no longer need your services. So you will never see Tully Blanchard again on AEW television. But the thing was... And with that in mind, I on it, and I don't care. I, I might get heat for this. I do not blame Tony Khan one iota. Oh, no. Because, like, he, like... Unprofessional this- as fuck. Yeah. You're going to let him know it, like, the last minute. Like, oh, hey, I got a prison ministry thing going on. Sorry. I know you put all this time on me on national cable television. You brought out t-shirts. You did this and that. I knew there was a big pay-per-view here, but I'm sorry I'm doing something else. You dumped all this money into me, and I'm going to back out of the deal last minute. Fuck that. Yeah. And 
and it, then I, now, that, I, and I that for Brian Cage because now he's in another stable where he doesn't belong. Like Chris Nana has, I forget the, the tag team from ROH, but like he just doesn't belong. But um, the pre-show was. He's he's almost there for me, and he does. He he, he gets there, and something always happens to the poor guy. We actually argued about Brian Cage. We did, and and I still I still I still am not like a hundred percent on him. I I. I uh, I'm I'm on the fence with Brian Cage, honestly. You know what cracked me up though? <laughs> During the commentary, I think it was Caprice Coleman who said, "I've been friends with Brian Cage for a long time. He has a lot of big muscles. He does a lot of stuff in the gym, but he still can't wipe his own butt." I cracked up, like bro. <laughs> I I geeked. I, 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 I shit like that. That well, you know, okay. I it's 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 nothing against him. I I've seen him I've seen him do really good matches but he's limited on what he can do and they need to keep but, him but, in that they but need is to it keep really is it really yeah he is he's 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 got limitations How? Uh, he's he's got the look but no I mean there's no argument there are you gonna uh, tell me that are you gonna tell me that Wardlow's nice. a better wrestler than him he doesn't have the finesse that I'd like to see out of him. I don't know. That's not the right. He doesn't. But he doesn't. He doesn't sell like I'd like to see him. So he doesn't, he doesn't need to sell. He's working yeah. like a brick shit house. I don't want him selling. Yeah, I, but I, I don't. I don't want either. that. I don't want that roided out monster anymore. I've grown out of that. I, I, but it, I, it has I, a place. It has a place. Maybe I. Maybe I don't know. That's that's but, where we got in the argument, I think. Yeah, yeah. but I think the, the big thing from the uh, the uh, pre-show that I got was uh, Cocabana getting a win on the first match. He's ROH personified. He's going to be there. Um, Cheeseburger was on there. It was good to see him. He's an ROH. Uh, yeah, Cheeseburger I never really got. I, I still don't get him. I, I just changed the name, dude. Something. Come on. Cheeseburger? Well, that's the thing. Really? Like, you got to get the gimmick. You got to watch, but see, you, you haven't watched ROH, so you don't get it. You know what I mean? That's and that's one of the problems with Tony Khan doing this. Like people like you, even though even yeah, though you watched it, you don't get it. Yeah, I because because well, I have seen Cheeseburger before and heard him before and every. I didn't get the hype behind him back then. I still don't now. Um, but you don't have a reason to. That's the problem. No. You don't have a reason no, I don't, to. I don't have a reference. You're yeah. right. I don't have a reference. Um, uh, change it. That's that's what I would do immediately. What was the main event on the pre-show? I don't even fucking remember. Well, the, the pre-show wasn't that memorable, period, really. It was all right. But let's get to the main card where the first we, match we, I have We start off. We start off with your man. This was so great. Claudio Castanoli versus Jonathan Gresham for the ROH championship. And this, uh, this was all Claudio to me. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Mr. Gresham. You're a great wrestler. It was a nice way to see him out the door. 
Did you hear his? Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, we'll I'm get, gonna go we're into, into that. Yeah. I'm gonna go into a rant here real quick. I, if you if you listen to this show, you know how big of a Claudio fan I am, and I love how they did the announcement. Like the ring announcer came out. People are getting ready for the pay per view, you know, and the audience is on, and they did great buys for the pay per view, by the way. But anyway, he's like in the first match with a 60 minute time limit, and the crowd's like, "What the fuck? What? 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 And Claudio comes out, and uh, he's six foot four. He's built like a brick shit house. He's a great wrestler. He's a name. And then Jonathan Gresham comes out, and he doesn't. On, and he looks sad. He didn't you have a on. I thought at least they would throw the mask on and make him a little more intimidating. Well, did you hear why he did it? Oh. He said, okay, let me get into the news first. So anyway. I, John- that, 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 that did surprise me, though. Like, he didn't have this full entrance that he usually has, and which is, like, from what I've seen from Jonathan Gresham, that's part of his thing. Well, here's the I, thing. I so, was expecting it. So when ROH folded, Tony Khan signed him to an AEW ROH contract. And he had already booked like a whole bunch of independent like wrestling dates and things like that. Tony Khan gave him the permission to wrestle on these. So his deal was like, I defended it in GCW. I defended it here. I defended it here. I kept the ROH name alive. Okay. <laughs> You're five foot two. Okay. I watched my, my uh, nine-year-old who plays football that I coach watched it with me and he looked at me and he goes how tall is he? And I said five foot two and he goes why is he wrestling Claudio? And I said well they're wrestling for the title. So Claudio gets him in the swing and starts doing the swing and my he says this looks fake. Like how does he even have a chance to beat Claudio? And I'm like, he doesn't. And that's the thing. So anyway, before the match, Gresham... Hey, at, at one time in my life, I was an aspiring pro wrestler. I didn't have the body for it. Uh, I, I certainly didn't have the look for it. Uh, that I mean, I, sorry, sorry. He... he Gresham might be great technical on the mat, yeah, but yeah, when he stands up next to these other individuals, it just doesn't look right. It doesn't look right. It doesn't convince me. He he didn't convince me as a champion to begin with. I I thought this was kind of a joke. So here's the thing. Like I guess Gresham had, had been trying to get a hold of Tony Khan, and they hadn't had a lot of conversation. And one thing I found out about and your Joey Janellas and your Marco Stunts and your other people kind of complained about the communication in AEW. If you're not a top star, it's kind of hard to talk to Tony Khan. But anyway, what Tony Khan does is he has Christopher Daniels as head of talent relations and he has Sanjay Dutt who helps him write the programming and CM Punk helps write the programming and things like that. So you kind of got to go through a chain of command, which kind of makes sense. You have to do that in any everyday job. So he was actually frustrated that he wasn't talking to Tony Khan. So they get to the building for the pay-per-view and he finds out a they're going to go on first which i think me and you argued about this too um ian riccoboni and caprice coleman did a great job of saying they did a coin flip this is a double main event they won the coin toss they went first 
Anyway, they did cover so, their ass on it, and it it did kind of explain it. So, Gresham actually cussed out Tony Khan because he didn't want to do the job, and he his reason. <laughs> this is what cracked me up, bro. The reason he he didn't want to do the job is he told Tony Khan. Well, look at the PWI 500. I'm ranked 20th in the world. Why am I doing a job? What? What kind of argument is that? Bro, it's a fucking magazine that does... I mean... Anyway... You're PWI and you're rated 20. And that's probably because they're being nice. Yeah. Honestly. Honestly, like, even, even even before this match... Uh, did you want Gresham to go in uh, on the first uh, the first ROH Tony Khan pay per view? Did you, or, sorry, second one I should say. But did you want him to come out champion? I didn't. Well, here's the thing: you're Tony Khan, and if I'm Tony Khan and I'm selling ROH to somebody, a if it's a one hour TV show or b if it's streaming, and I'm gonna take whatever evidence for you to buy my TV show. Do you want A, five foot two Jonathan Gresham who nobody's ever fucking heard of? Or B, Claudio Castanoli who has been in WWE for the past 10 years, a big star, six foot four, looks like a Greek god, is he's, amazing. He's over. Oh, the crowd reaction like went crazy. Who, who are you going to pitch to buy your television show for millions of dollars, Claudio or Grisham? And one thing that really upset me is that a lot of people came out and was like, oh, he did it because um, uh, Grisham's black and Tony, shut the fuck up. No, did he really I, pull that shit? Because I, a lot of people on Twitter were pulling that shit and I was so pissed off. And I'm like, no, it had nothing to do with race. Tony Khan doesn't fucking do that bullshit. Jade Cargill, Sir Strickland, Get the fuck out of here. How many people... Just shut the fuck up. It was because he wanted a bigger star to be able... And like I told you before... I even told you before the amounts, before the match was announced. You had the Blackpool Combat Club with two world champions, the pure champion, all these other people. It makes, makes them, sense. Makes them look so much better. So, it, make, it just makes sense. And I was happy with the outcome. I was... I. I'm I'm not I'm not disparaging Gresham and his talent, but right. I'm sorry, this is professional wrestling that you're you're dealing with. This is big time professional wrestling. This is a big title and these huge companies looking at my company, I want a champion. I can sit there and say, This is the badass that's gonna represent this is who's leading the the crowd this is the one carrying the flag for us i think it's a no-brainer and why I, I cried and uh also i've watched this match like 12 times oh i know you watched it i watched it three yeah. so i uh, i went i went crazy and and and, the thing, and this is like my stepson like he was sitting there watching it with me and he knows how big it was cesaro fan i was in wwe because we watched it together and uh when Claudio won, like, we both, like, erupted, like, yes! And, like, we yeah. hugged, and, like, we were both excited. And that's the pro wrestling, man. Bringing people together, yeah, and, like... Pro wrestling. We were both so fucking happy, and, like, it was just so cool. It's a moment, like, one of those moments where I wasn't there live, 
but I know where I'm going to be where I saw it and uh, to celebrate it with my stepson like that was really fucking cool and, well uh, now, now now Gresham can be on impact with his with his wife and well, they no, here's the thing he asked for his release Tony Khan has not granted it yet and he actually told people he wrestled at the uh, Rick Flair's last match card he was in the Fatal 4 way with yeah. and some other people but he said he's actually quitting wrestling he actually like got rid of his Twitter um, he said he's gonna quit wrestling I don't know we'll see he'll come well, back you know what? I mean, he's, he's a great wrestler I get it but like he's like he's like an IC European title TNT title he's type a mid carter at best a mid carter at best he's not you know what I'm excited about bro tell me Claudio and uh oh god the the Tashida Tashida they're wrestling oh, at Battle of the Belts. Takeshka. We can't ever figure out how to pronounce his name. Takeshka, I think. Or yeah, is it this, I can't this remember. Saturday. This Saturday, bro, Battle of the Belts for the ROH title. I'm so excited. That'll be a good one. But all right. We can, we can move and on. I would rather see that than I, I would rather see that than Gresham. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So sorry, Gresham. Go whine somewhere else. I, yeah, you bye know, bye like bye. I said, I didn't have the body. To, to be a pro wrestler and I accepted it and sorry you, you can you can itch and whine and be the one to carry ROH nope. and especially when there's this much money being dumped into the company this much talent in the company sorry well and I wanna, I, I'd rather see Dalton Castle as champ I well, I want to say this I am so fucking tired of hearing people say, oh, ex-WWE guy, where else was somebody supposed to fucking wrestle for the last 20 years? Exactly. They're pro wrestlers. Where yeah. else are they supposed to find a job? And you can call Claudio an ex-ROH guy because that's where he fucking started. I get so fucking tired of hearing, oh, all they do is hire ex If I'm fucking Tony Khan and CM Punk and Brian Danielson and Claudio Castanelli and John Moxley and Chris Jericho and Daniel Garcia and all these other guys are free agents. I don't sign them. Keith Lee, Swerve Strickland. If I don't sign them, then I'm not doing my job right. Exactly. And that it's there's no argument. This was a great match. Great match outcome. I, wish, uh, I appreciate I wish, that Gresham from finishing it. I wish, I, wish, I wish it would have went longer because it only went about 12 minutes but still I didn't there, I didn't I, I can see that point too because like I said my stepson looked at me and he was like how is this even competitive like he's so much and that's a 10 year old who still thinks the fucking wrestling's real you know what I mean he thought it looked fake so like I'm, you know bye bye let's go on thanks, to the thanks for breaking kayfabe yeah <laughs> you know? He still thinks it, so thank God. But yeah, he was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" But anyway, well, we had two out of three falls for the ROH Tag Team Championship. Oh my FTR God! Versus the Briscoes. Uh, I. That's all you need to say about this match. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Amazing. Looked on top of their game. They both uh, had it going on. I, I loved it. And what? 
<laughs> wasn't as good as Death Before Dishonor, but still, still great. The well, this one Death Before Dishonor. But no, uh, no. What was the other one? Supercard. Supercard. Super Supercard of Honor. Yeah, wasn't as good as that match, but still, it was still great. Like it uh, didn't. Have, but it had the um, talent. It had the it had the grit to it that you expected out of both teams. I think it had the intensity. I just think that, like, they put on such a great one-on-one match the first time. Like, True. You kind of knew the Briscoes were going to win a match. You just didn't know where. So they won the first one. Still makes them look strong. But then FTR wins two in a row. Um, just what FTR is doing right now. Like, the part in the match where, like, I think Dax was, was off somewhere. And, like, Cash Wheeler was like, Hey, Dax, help me. And then they were like in a submission hold and they both held each other's hand so they wouldn't tap. And the pile driver from the top row or the second row. Oh my God. Just amazing. Right. These two work so well together. Um, right. There was blood the hard way. Um, it was just, I mean, how can you get any better than this? Dax Hardwood is my wrestler of the year. I don't care what anybody says. Um, just fucking amazing just uh just a great match just oh it was amazing it's why i love professional wrestling and 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 i'm and what i'm happy about is that the briscoes have a contract with roh yeah a long-term contract I i don't get the whole thing with i know he sent out a bad tweet a homophobic tweet and i get it but how can he be that's what worries me about an ROH deal going to um, TBS, Time Warner where are they going to put it if they don't want it on their main stage can you put it on a true TV can you put it on I mean that's why I think ROH is going to a streaming service well I and uh, I can't think of a better place for them to go and didn't, didn't ROH already have a streaming service anyway well they have like a I'm a subscriber to it, so it's like a, uh, but it, it sucks. It's not that good. You can, like, go on their website and order for, like, $10 a month, but, like, you don't get every pay-per-view. You only get certain ones and things like that, so it's not really that good, but, um, great match, great teams. Um, I don't need to see it for a while, but we got, um, we got a class. Two matches was enough. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, next, we had the ROH TV champion, Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. Uh, Wasn't a fan. I, I'm this, I'm this, I'm, uh, I was expecting more. Yep, same. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's, it was... Performance was it Samoa Joe's performance? I don't know because both are excellent, in my view. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a match. Um, it it was. Lethal. It seemed like it seemed like a filler to me. Yeah, I, yeah, it just, yeah, it just, uh, yeah, like it, it just happened. That like, I think Joe being off TV for so long because he had to film the TV show. I get it, but then the match happened and it was just kind of like eh okay and then right after they lose we'll talk about it on Dynamite they've already moved on to another program so it was like yeah exactly 
wasn't anything, but Samoa Joe went over went over on that. Um, I'm glad he did. I I wouldn't have liked to see Jay Lethal as champ at this point. Yeah, I'm, uh, I agree. Next, we had the Pure Championship: Wheeler Yuta versus Daniel Garcia. This turned me around. This woke me up. I thought this match was just absolutely brutal, as brutal as it needs. Loved it, loved it, loved it. I did too. It, it just uh, we we have man, he's he's been improving and improving and improving. I knew it. I knew that just once that spark kicked in with Garcia, that he's so good. He's so good. He is. You know, and and how look at how young he is. He's got years ahead of him. Yeah. Um. Fast fact, and I, I know we're gonna talk about it later, but. His one-year anniversary is coming up. He has more main events on Dynamite than anybody. And not only, like, I know Wheeler went over. He went over with a roll-up. But then the post-match scrum, they had, like, this thing where Garcia comes out and he's like, bro, why are you so happy? Like, you didn't even beat me with a real move. You rolled me up while I was stunned. Like, you, you didn't even make me bleed, bro. It was so good and just, oh, it kind of leads to this dynamite, which we're going to talk about, which he is a yeah. made He's a made man now. But, um, yes, he's definitely, he's, he's, he's up there. He's where he needs to be. Well, we're going to talk about that later. I got, some, I got some thoughts about that. So we'll, we'll wait till we get to dynamite. But great match. Uh, it was kind of predictable who's going to win. But I think in their next rematch, I think, uh, Garcia goes over. I, I wouldn't mind. I, I wouldn't care who went over it, uh, it, with these two again. Honestly, I, I enjoyed both much. Yeah, it was good. It was very good. You've come a long way. Garcia's come come a long way. We've watched them. We've literally watched them grow up. They're on, the, they're they're the new pillars. They are. Yeah. They're they're amazing. Uh, next, we had the ROH Women's Championship: Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. Wow. Ah, both such good workers. And I was bored in this match. I think the wrong person went over. <clears throat> I oh, I do too. I think Serena should have went over. Yep. I think she deserves it. She's worked her ass off. Yep. Um, she's, I mean... She's been put in shit match on top of shit match yes. and has come out looking so good. Why? Oh, is it the name Mercedes is uh, built for herself? Well, I, I think, and here's why I think there's a deal imminent for ROH TV. I think Mercedes will be just on ROH. I don't think she'll be on both. So I think Serena will stay on the AEW main roster. So I think that's why they did what they did. But um, I just thought Serena was going to go over because she's so good. And she, she is. Did, yeah, I just, um, it was a good match. I have no complaints. I just thought the wrong person went over. I'd like I'd like to see uh, Serena versus Rosa and for Serena to go see that rematch. And I'd like to see it. I don't know. But yeah. we can talk about Rosa later because Rosa, there's a train wreck right there. 
on that, but we can't. You know, really, I don't know. Put my finger on. I but agree. next, next we have the ROH Six Man Tag Championship. Uh, oh, this was these, awesome. These are both were were kind of new to me. Well, I know Dalton Castle and the boys. I haven't seen them together. They were versus the Righteous. I like what the Righteous have going on. Yep. I I like their gimmick. I like their whole uh, like Southern cult like gimmick. Billy type, yeah. It, it it works. Um, wow. Uh, and Dalton Castle and the boys, they're they're like clock each other. They must train hard. I don't know. They just the they boys look have great. got bigger. The boys have got bigger. They were not this cut the last time I seen them. So uh, I'm pretty sure Dalton and the boys have signed a deal with uh, Tony with AWROH. Um, I don't know if the Righteous has. So you kind of put the title where your contract is and uh, we'll see where we go from there but uh, fun match Dalton and the boys is a great gimmick I love it um, just uh, two good teams going at it I think the right team went over and uh, you can uh, yeah it was yeah it, it was fun it was a change of pace for the paper it was good I, I enjoyed both teams uh, yeah. then we then we had what was called the Battle of Brothers Roosh versus Dragon Lee oh. both are new to me. Oh, so um, good. Oh, you don't know about Roosh. I, I, well, I, I, I know of Roosh. I've watched a few of his matches. Not enough to really. I, I know he's he's a great talent. He's he's got an it back to him. There's he's, a lot about there's a lot about Roosh you don't know, and I'll explain it in the Moxley match. We talk about Dynamite. Okay. But, uh, yeah. This- this was the highest rated match that uh, Meltzer rated on this pay-per-view. And it was a great match, brother versus brother. Um, Roosh had been the uh, ROH world champion before. Dragon Lee, I think, was the TV champion a couple times before. But it was the right. first time these two had wrestled. Um, great. great. Roosh is awesome, but he is a headache. I'm surprised he signed to a contract. I'll explain I heard he's like a pretty difficult guy to work with. I, I keep Barry, hearing that everybody. Yeah, he won't, he wouldn't do, he kind of ruined ROH when it went out of business at all. That was kind of like why Gresham became the world title, because Roosh is kind of like Hulk Hogan in the 90s, where he doesn't want to do a job, brother. That doesn't work for me. He doesn't get pinned, and he won't take losses. He doesn't really understand the wrestling business, so. And uh, I'll never get that. I'll never get that added. Um, if if you're a pro wrestler, I mean, come on, I you just shouldn't have that type of attitude going into pro wrestling. Yeah. That's just my that's just my opinion. I'll talk, yeah, I'll talk about that more during the uh, Dynamite match because I was actually surprised at the ending. But uh, yeah, uh, great match. These two work so well together. Like I said, they're brothers. It was the first time the brothers faced each other. It was the actual only non-title match on the card. Which was kind of cool. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah. He kind of ruined ROH for a lot of people. So I, know, I know. What I know. It was really out. weird. I know what match I left out Willow Nightingale. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a pre show. That was. Oh. Yeah. 
but she, like I said last week, she continues to impress me. She has it. Uh, she does. She's she's got she's got it. Uh, there's no other way to explain it, man. She's she was on fire. Let me see if I can find out who she was against. Um, it was uh, Layla K. Allison, Allison K. Allison K. I said Layla K. Allison K. Yeah, who I think was a former ROH Women's Title Champion. I wasn't familiar with her. I wasn't familiar with her at all. I I wasn't even interested in her watching Willow in there. Yeah. Um, our Willow brings out like wrestling is fun. Let's have fun and. She just seems like the type of person you'd want to hang out with and just have a good time. Yeah, she brings it. Yep, she brings it. She's got the moves. She doesn't. She, her botch level is zero. I mean, that yep, that, was the, yep. that that is definitely one that I needed to mention before that. Well, then we have uh, Dynamite uh, Fight for I, the Fallen. And I want, to say, I want to say before you start talking about this, if you're one okay. of my friends, I, I know if you're one of my friends, and I know I know Stagger hates this, I will blow you up during a wrestling show. And I know you were at work, and I just kept blowing your phone up like, oh my God, what am I watching? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my that's, God. That's why I love you, because you're so passionate. You're just as passionate about wrestling as I am, and I, I actually love it during work. I don't care. This first hour. This first hour was holy fuck. Um, here, this this is it. I, I don't know. We have we had what did we have before this? We had um, uh, fighter fest. Yeah, we had fighter fest one. We had fighter. Which you fest, didn't like. You didn't like. Which I I I wasn't a big. But here's the thing: we're we're putting these big names on these dynamites. Is it really necessary? Do we need to have fight for the fallen, or could it have been it? Right. Um, just, just an opinion. Again, but our- again, it goes to where Tony Khan is trying to sell his product to TV people. Like, look, I might not you have twelve pay per views. Like, gotta slow I, down. I well, here's the thing: I might not have twelve pay per views like the WWE has, but I have four every quarter. But I have Fight for the Fallen. I have Fighter Fest. I have Grand Slam. I have Quake at the Lake. I have this and that. And this is what's going to bring demo the 18 to 49 crowd that you want. And WWE's getting, you know, billions of dollars to give you a .45 demo. Right. I'm going to give you the same demo almost at half the cost. So I get why he does it. But yeah, I agree. Sometimes maybe it can be a lot. Because to a normal fan, they're probably like, uh, "What the fuck is Spider Fest?" It's like, what what made this so special? What you know that that's yeah, that's probably why it, I. But doesn't Spider Fest like help a charity or something like that? Like, isn't it? I don't know. I I thought it was I, originally like Spider Fest was like to make fun of that. That uh, sham called Firefest that took place. I think where now the guy... we like donate to a charity, like the tickets or something like that. But anyway, well, but, uh, okay. They need to. They need to make more of a point of that then. 
I think he said I, it a lot, though. I think I think they benefited Oceana or something like that. I could be wrong. Oh Somebody yeah. Okay, so what it was, I remember it was it was it was something to do with saving the fish or yeah the yeah, environment. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I, so, I forgot, but they need to make more of a, a point. Hey, this is why we have this. Well, that's Let's my get complaint about it. Yeah, that's my complaint with AEW. Like I told you when we covered. Um, uh, Forbidden Door and all these other why not show a video right are you there sorry about that that's alright my it, phone was blowing up. I guess Sasha and Naomi resigned. I don't know. I'm getting blown up right now. So. Oh, okay. That's fine. That's that's what <laughs> but, editing is for. But anyway, I guess um, it's kind of like I talked about. They need to let people know what's going on, and it's yeah. almost because of you. I start listening to Wade Keller, and sometimes he has like a great point, like. Sometimes it seems like Tony books matches just to be like, am I going to get the crowd to start chanting, this is awesome, or fight forever, and and get a big pop. But, like, if you don't know nothing about AEW and you turn in and see what's going on, you might not want to watch it. True. So, but are we we talking about Moxley and Rusia? Um, but that is the very first match on the card. Yeah. They started off John Moxley versus Roosh. Uh, they they did that Roosh. This is the only thing I had background on Roosh. I had he hasn't been pinned in over a year. <laughs> he don't do jobs, brother. Like you said, um, uh, I, I liked that uh, William Regal was on commentary as always. Oh, I'll take that any day of the week. Because I love how he sits there and calls the man in the mask. You're looking scrumptious. <laughs> yeah. you know, just, he just he just brings so much to the con. It's great. Um, but they they say that this is Roosh's biggest match he's ever had in pro wrestling. I guess that's probably debatable because he does AAA and all that, and I'm not part of that world. Right. But I'll buy it. You it know, was. I- it was his biggest TV uh, USA audience. Yeah, I, I, I'll buy that. But then we have... Uh, well, it was, Bruce had started off like a monster. Well, to me, it was just a Moxley match. It was just... They fought on the outside in the beginning. Moxley bled... Um, but Rouge looked really good. I was actually really surprised how much awesome. I liked his, I liked his entrance. I yeah. like his entrance gear. That was cool. That kind of yeah. and it kind of went along with with uh, oh shoot in my mind I just had a brain fart. But this but, part, it kind of like went. Andrade has like that skull mask. So Rouge, they call him what Blanco Toro. So he's the white bull. So. Here's the it thing. It looks cool. You have rankings for a reason. Roosh is in the top five, and you say that he got all these wins in ROH and this and that and stuff like that, but... Ugh. It didn't happen in, in AEW. Right. Yeah, that's why, So why the fuck is he getting the title shot? It's just... 
I really wish sometimes Tony Khan would do like a non-title match or things like that. But um, Roosh looked really good. He he put on a good performance. Moxley made him look good, and uh, it was a great. I mean, here's the thing: it was a great match. But but why did we have the match? You know what I mean? Yeah, and and I was just gonna I was just gonna say that with this this match was not necessary for the show. Yeah, I mean, I, I just I mean. Are you trying to show? Are you I trying can't. to make an example out of Roosh? Like, hey, if you're—he didn't. I mean, he technically didn't get pinned. He passed out. But here's the problem: when you have a pro wrestling TV show or whatever, pay per view or TV show, the show ended and started the same way with somebody passing out. So it doesn't look as good. Like, I wish. Either A, you give Moxley somebody else, or A, he pinned Roosh. Because seeing Roosh pass out, and then uh, Brian Anderson pass out at the end. Spoiler alert, sorry. But you had the same beginning and ending to your show. And I think it would have made Daniel Garcia look so much better. We'll talk about that later. But I just, I don't like the way it ended. Yeah, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, the the most important thing to this match was after the match. Yes. Oh my God. Was was Chris Jericho walks onto the ramp and he's got the JAS behind him. Um, uh, Jericho says, "Moxley, I just had to come out and congratulate you. It was an amazing match. You've done a great job. Uh, but there's uh, nothing. It's nothing to the Jericho Appreciation Society." He's like, I beat Eddie Kingston and Moxley. I'm going to beat you after two and a half years. I'm demanding at uh, Quake Quake by the Lake on Dynamite. Uh, Moxley says how he hates Jericho. He used to look up to him. And that's why it's sad because he, he used to believe that he was the greatest of all time. Gets into it there. Uh, but uh, he, he said, leave all... Leave all your bullshit at home. I don't want the wizard. I won't, don't want the champion. I want the guy for Jacob. I want the Lionheart. And if it's if this title is going to be defended while I'm defending it, it's going to be John against the last survivor of the dungeon, the Lionheart, Chris Jericho. Is that true? He's the last. I thought the last person in the dungeon was uh, who was it? Well, here's the thing. They were technically the last people in the dungeon, but um, Stu Hart wasn't teaching it no more. And one of the hearts got mad and left. And actually, Chris Jericho and um, Lance Storm end up teaching the last class at the dungeon because they had more wrestling experience than anybody that was there. So, I mean, I yeah, guess. I thought, I thought it was an Italian, an Italian who was no. the last. No, no, no. It was a lot. No, it was a lot before Jericho and then Bruce Hart or one of them was supposed to be. We're talking about Hart's dungeon then, not the one that. Stu Hart died a long time before Natalia showed up. Well, Natalia was trained by Brett. Yeah. Now, so technically they were kind of technically the last ones, but like I said, um, they showed up, paid their money. One of the Hearts got mad, left. Uh, Stu was in bad like health and actually like I said Jericho and Landstorm actually taught the last class at the dungeon 
just because right. they had more experience than anybody else that was there that had signed up for the class. But okay. one thing that you didn't mention that I don't know if people got or heard. He said in his promo that he will be the first two-time AW champion. And people were kind of like, well, what is he talking about? Moxley is... Moxley is... No, 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 Moxley is technically not a two-time champion. Now, do you know anything about interim belts? Okay? True. Moxley would, like, if this was the UFC, let's just say legitimate competition, <laughs> Moxley would be a one-time heavyweight champion and a one-time interim champion. Now, while the real champion is hurt, a.k.a. Sam Punk, is away. But here's the problem, once again, here's the problem where EW yep. and Tony has to take time to explain this kind of shit. Yeah, well, it's because here's the thing. Here, here's the thing. Here's why Jericho said it. And I guess, I guess you're right, because you got to know, you got to know. If Jericho would beat Moxley, then he would technically have beaten a champion for a second time. So then he would be a two-time champion. Moxley didn't technically beat a champion for the second time to get the interim belt. So he is still technically only a one-time champion. Yeah, and that that, that definitely needs to be explained. Yeah. Because there's where we get muddled in, in all the confusion. <laughs> yeah. That all they need to do is put together a nice, a nice video package, wrap it up in a bow, and say, "Here's what we're looking at." I've been saying that for how long now? You've been saying that forever, my yeah. friend. <laughs> and that's Since, the thing, like people like me, I got it, so I knew what he was saying. But people like you and others who don't really know. I guess in the legitimate world, know what's going on. So I wish, like I said, they would explain things a little bit better. But I mean, fuck, I'm so glad they're doing it now and not as a pay-per-view. What? Right. Punk was at a Comic-Con the other day. And they said that he's really walking gingerly on that foot still. So I hope he's back by All Out. So we have Moxley versus Punk. Because I really don't want to see Moxley versus Jericho 3 <laughs> at All Out. What I would like to see happen if Punk couldn't come back is... And you're not going to like this at all. So I'm going to throw this out there. People are going to hate it. But I think it would be so cool. Hear me out. Okay, hear me out. Jericho beats Moxley at Quake at the Lake and wins the belt. Who does he fight it all out if Punk can't go? Kingston. Punk. Kingston beats Jericho to end the feud and win the title. And then, oh, we, oh. And then we get Punk versus Kingston 2. Champion versus champion. Oh, that would be so awesome. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it all. Action. I don't think I, I, they're gonna take the box off. I don't think they're gonna take the belt off Moxley, but that would be so cool. Man, I, I, maybe in a Moxley mark. So maybe in a Moxley mark. Of course, I don't want to see the belt taken off of Moxley. Right, right, right. I want to see him take it all the way to Punk, and but those two go at it. We all know Punk's gonna win when he comes back. He's not losing. Just yeah, I, and. <coughs> Yeah, but and, and I wouldn't be disappointed either. I'd be just as entertained. Yeah. So, 
I don't see if they're going to do that, but that would be so cool. But all right. Anyway. Okay. Uh, that's that's just me fantasy booking. No, that no, that works. So after this, uh, Excalibur announced the the trios championships. Finally. Oh yeah. There's going there's going to be a tournament for them, and the the finals are going to be held at all out. So we're going to be seeing some tournament action happening for that, which I'm excited about. Kenny Omega will be back in the next week or two. And that's that's who I think it's going to is going to be nope. the Omega and the, nope. and the. You're so wrong. You're so wrong. Uh, you know who's going to win it? Red Dragon who? and Adam Cole. Well, we'll see. Oh, no. Here's what's going to happen. Here's what they're teasing. And I think it might be the next segment. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I might be ahead. But the um, Young Bucks were trying to talk to Hangman. And then the Dark Order showed up. Here's yeah. what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Hangman and the Bucks are going to join. They're going to face Red Dragon and Adam Cole in the finals. Kenny Omega is going to cost the Young Bucks and Hangman the match. Because... Here we go, folks. Long-term storytelling. When Kenny Omega lost the match to Hangman Page to lose the title before he left, what happened? The Bucks came out and did not help Kenny Omega. They let Hangman win. When Kenny Omega left the next week, he said, I still haven't watched the match yet. He's going to watch the match. He's going to show up it all out. He's going to cost the Bucks and Hangman the title. And we're going to see the new, first ever, trio champions, Adam Cole, baby. And see, that's what I love about you, man. You know, you don't forget those things. Dude, I love pro wrestling. I think about it all the time. So. It, no, that's, but uh, you don't forget. And, and it's true. And AEW is all about the long term. All about it. Here's the problem with that. Yeah, maybe me, because I'm a fucking dork, remember that stuff. But you don't. You didn't remember that, right? I didn't think about it. No, I remember now that you said it. Yeah. Yeah. But so how is AEW going to put that on TV? They usually don't do that. And that's the problem. I wish Tony Khan would fucking hire me. You know what I'm saying? Because (laughs) (laughs) A, I would be richer. But B, I mean, what I just laid out makes perfect sense, right? Like, but see, I watched the Be in the Elite on YouTube. You know, I'm a dork. I'm at work. I have a chance to do it. I put it on my headphones. I listen to I, it. I watch I, it. Be in the Elite a long time ago. I don't know why. But see, like, can I stopped. You know, why I stopped was because of Dark Order. Yeah, but I mean, John Silver is so funny on that show, bro. But anyway, I, I disagree. But, but here, oh, really? Yeah, but, I'm not a John. Over fan. Johnny Hungy, baby. Oh, no, 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 no. But after after I told you that, doesn't that make more sense than... It does make more sense, yeah. But here's the thing. you got to remind your audience. And that... And... Like, uh, you say, like I say, is TK needs a little bit of help. He needs a little bit of help with the booking. Yeah. He needs to refresh people's memories. He, he, he needs a team. He needs a good, solid team. Well, you know why You know why Jim Cornette bashes him so much, right? I, I 
listening to Jim Cornette a long time ago, too. I, don't, I, I still listen just because I want to hear what he says because I know if he doesn't like something, I do. But you know why he doesn't like AEW, right? When they first started oh, the company... There's several reasons why he well, doesn't no, like... No, no, no. The big reason... Nope. Here's the big reason. When they started AEW... Or we're getting he doesn't like the attention to detail. Of course they don't have that. No, 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 no. When they were first going to start AEW... There were two people that Tony Khan wanted to hire. Sam Punk and Jim Cornette. He went to Jim Cornette and he said, here's my EVPs. The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, blah, blah. He already hated, he already hated Kenny Omega because of what he did in Japan. And he already hated the Young Bucks for working with them in ROH. Well, but, he hates him because he hates him because he worked with an eight-year-old who was dying of cancer or something. And... Well, no, but here's the thing: like when Tony Khan went to Jim Cornette, he said, "Hey, I want you to come help me, but I'm the booker. I'm the final stop. I'm gonna do what I want to do. I don't care what you have to say, but I really, I want your influence." And Jim Cornette turned him down. And if that's when you start listening to his show. That's when Jim Cornette starts smashing AEW. Because beforehand, he was all about AEW. He was all about John Moxley leaving. He was all about this. But when they had a meeting and Tony and Tony Khan said, Hey, I'm the booker. I'm the I'm like Vince McMahon. Whatever I say goes, you can give me your input, but I have the final word. Jim Cornette decided to start bashing him. Well, let me say this on unscripted violence right now. Fuck Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I listen to the guy, this is why I stopped listening to him. He's out of touch. Oh, he is. He's so. He's, he's, he's done saw- for. This is not back. Ni- this is not 1972. This is this is pro wrestling now, and well, he. I, had- saw, I oh. saw posted about Eric Bischoff. Um, oh, Facebook. Eric Bischoff too. Fuck Eric Bischoff too. Here's Come the on. thing. They keep talking about ratings. And ratings in 1997 compared to now are nowhere close. That's why I no. hate... I we hate have it. internet now. We yeah. have... Some no. Yeah. Ratings, they're not the same. Yeah, no. 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 But anyway. But... Fuck uh, Jim Cornette is the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Fortnite. Thing we have the FTW title match. Oh my god. Hold on. Before you start this, this sequence right here is how you tell a story. Oh yeah, the the whole the whole shebang here. But go ahead, my friend. But we had absolute Ricky Starks versus Danhausen. We talked about it last week. He's coming on. Uh uh again and then we had Tony Schiavone uh, joining the broadcast booth first thing I mean uh, Ricky Starks just looks like a machine in this he's such a star bro and I I just can't say how good he looked in this match I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna like give like our listeners a little inside information but yes I'm a 41 year old male but every time Ricky Starks or Adam Cole comes out, I do their entrance with them. <laughs> <laughs> I do the entrance. I am such a Ricky Starks fan. The pose. You got to love the pose he does. 
But anyway, I'll let you get through everything that happened, and then I'll get my two cents. Well, we we don't need to really go into much because there wasn't much that happened. Uh, what? There was a lot. Stark, that well, Stark's just busts Danhausen in half with the spear. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait a minute! Before you get to that, the fucking package where he comes out and he talks about how he's like money and a million bucks and the heel promo. And then that the, was after. That was no, after. No, 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 no. That was before. Bro, they did the package yeah. for Ricky Starks, where like it was like a like a. Oh. It was, did a it big, was like yeah the big video yeah. package. Okay, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. then Danhausen comes out, and then Starks beats him in like two minutes, and he does the thing where he's like, "I'm not, I'm not done yet. I'm gonna issue another challenge." Somebody. Yeah, he back. said I still, I still got enough left in the tank, or and. And, uh, but hey, so- how long have I been telling you that I want Hook to be the FTW champion for a while? And I wanted Hook to be FTW yeah. champion. I think we all do. Here's the thing: happen when they can't when when he said bring challenger and I'm for real this time. I knew it was going to be Hook. I mean, you had to know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's the thing: yeah. I, I like worry about. Because, like, so he beats Danhausen, who is just, you know, whatever. He loses the hook. He puts Hook over. They shake hands. He cuts that fucking amazing promo where he's like, my fucking time is now. And, like, I made the FTW belt relevant and blah, blah, blah. And then me and Hook, or me, no, me and Hobbs. And then Hobbs fucking destroys him. Why are we going to have Hobbs starts in a feud like I just that's the one part I don't get I think I see I I don't get it either and I was I I was as he gave a real heartfelt speech and everything heartfelt and the crowd ate it up it was great and but I I think it it was just to make cops that much more of a heel and the it was okay. to elevate Starks to be that to be that baby face and Stark like okay. we were saying last week, we're like, is Stark's baby face? Because he's seeming baby face to me. And okay. now but, we know for but, for certain he is a baby face. But who's gonna win out of this feud? Who's gonna win? It, well there's your classic heel. But who does it do? Who does it do good for? It doesn't do good for anybody. I, I think Starks. I think Starks all the way. But Hobbs has money written all over him. Hobbs Hobbs doesn't have it. What? Oh, get the fuck out, bro. We disagree there. Hobbs has it written all over him. Hobbs Hobbs is a is a is a heel. Presents himself well as a heel, and that's what I expect out of him. But does he have what Ricky Starks has? No, no, no. He but, doesn't. But close. He's close. There, I I love him as a team. I love him. Trust me. Trust me. This had me in this whole. Yeah. Oh yeah. What What was the message I sent you? I think I sent you a world title match, amazing. B, we have a new champion. See, they just did a face turn, a heel to face turn, and all in 30 minutes. 
Yeah, it it was. But um, I, you know, I I think I think Starks has to be, come out on top of this to, but, to okay, get okay. to to get to where he's going, and I think Stark is very well. Then I would like to see him AEW champ. Do you know what I want to see? I want to see Punk and Starks. Punk, like I said, AEW champ. That's that's that's, the only thing that makes sense. But then for that to happen, you got to have a heel Punk, which I love heel CM Punk. And then you're going to get a heel CM Punk and a babyface Starks. How much better does that get? Well, the promos alone are going to be fucking amazing. But, but my question is, Punk. When Punk comes back, he's going to be so over because the crowd is going to be so happy he's back. How do you turn him heel? Punk will find a way. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, come on, look at his track record. Punk, Punk will be heel. But how do you make him heel? How do you make him heel? I don't know. I don't know. See, and this is this has this this goes in the mind of Tony Khan. When it when is he going to pull the trigger? Right. That's that's the whole question to the whole thing. When is I he going to pull the trigger? With him and Moxley. I'd <clears throat> like to see that because I don't, I don't want to see a heel Moxley. Right. I, yeah. Not yet. I I love heel, but I don't want to see it. Yeah, not yet, not yet. A heel, a heel punk. I, I, a heel punk. You could turn punk heel tomorrow. I've been wanting a heel punk since he started, so I'm so ready. Yeah, yeah, no shit. But uh, yeah, that was kind of a surprise to me. Was the whole Hobbs turning even more heel because Hobbs wasn't really a babyface either. Yeah, but he. It was. It was. You. You could see it kind of coming if you really look back at it. Yeah. Long term. Long term storytelling, my friend. Yeah. The long term booking that they that we. I. I love it out of AEW because. Yep. See, that's the thing is they pay so much detail, but then like we say, they have to explain. Right. A little bit of it. Start explaining things. Exactly. Start getting time with. Yep. Do a little bit more creative things backstage. Do a little bit more pre-taped promos. I don't mind that. That that only enhances it. They need more character development. But he, Tony, yeah, there you go. There, yeah, bingo. I think, I think Tony thinks he's doing a good job by like rotating people in and out. But I need to see Brody King every week. I need to see Wardlow every week. I need to see Ricky Starks every week. I need to we see this see every week, and a reason why I need to see it every week. You know what I'm saying? We didn't see Wardlow for a second week in a row, so he was on fucking dynamite. You had the biggest fucking baby face. Yeah, I don't know what they're doing with him. I don't know. And that's why we're stuck where we're stuck at. That's the problem. It is, and they're still. But but then again, I got to think to myself. This company is young. <laughs> Tony Khan has got to get a team behind him. He's yep. got to build a team of 
professional wrestlers who know what the fuck they're doing. And, and I, think, I think MJF's coming back soon, and I'll have more on that story in a couple days. Oh, that would be sweet. But now we had Dante Martin. He comes out with Sky Blue versus Sammy Guevara with Ty Conte. Oh, fuck me. Um, I I uh, didn't care for this match. Nope. What lost me was when Dante did the promo, and yes, Sky Blue's his girlfriend. Okay, fucking congratulations. But I didn't know that. It was was supposed to be like an epic announcement. And who's coming out with me? It's going to be Sky Blue. And and, and I'm thinking that they were thinking there was going to be a big pop. And there was nothing but crickets. There was some uh, podcast I listened to. And somebody said not even Sky Blue's parents thought it was a big announcement. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? And I think Dante got hurt in this match. I think Dante got hurt. Well, where's Dante's brother at? He got hurt again, so he's out again. We we can't do this. Yeah. Take Dante out for a little bit. Yeah. Now his it, brother, it'll his it'll hurt him out. slightly. I think his brother retore his ACL or something. Jeez. I think he's out like another nine months. So like top flight, top flight is yeah. such an excellent tag. Yes, sir. Dante is an excellent wrestler. Don't get me wrong. I love Dante Martin. I love well, watching Well, here's the, the thing, and it goes back to you saying what you just said a little bit ago, where you said it's a three-year-old company. So. Yeah, true. It goes back to where, like, Dante's getting time on the mic, and he's getting better. And I like how they're making him. Like, a lot of people compare Dante Martin to Ricochet. Ricochet never gets time on the mic in WWE. So at least they're giving him some time on the mic. But here's the problem. Like, you're trying to present a top-flight wrestling show, but yet half your people... Like the MJ promo at the beginning of the night. Like, he was really awkward. Oh, but, God. that Oh, I forgot. Let, yeah. me, let me just rewind a bit back to that Anna J shit that they were pumping. What was that the most irritating garbage... But here's the thing, you gotta oh give them plenty of time. And that's why they have dark and elevation, and that's where they kind of need to stay. But you have to give them experience. And so, like, it's kind of one of these things where, like, you're trying to present a top rate TV show, but you're also giving people who don't have any experience time on the mic. And sometimes we have to like let it slide but like it was like twice on the same show like Anna J was horrible Dante was horrible there were yeah. hits, and sometimes it kills your show it did and but we we got it uh, down to basically uh, the end of the match at Ruby Soho Ortiz and Kingston sprinting down to the ring because all hell was breaking loose Okay, um, but why were they running down? Like they why? were run. Well, they were they were running down because uh, because uh, Ty Conte was interfering, and uh, Sky Blue was on the outside doing absolutely nothing. Which <laughs> I didn't. I, I what the fuck? What was she was running back and forth on the outside of the ring, acting helpless. 
like some damsel in distress, shouldn't she be in the ring you beating the shit yeah. at a time? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that. Yeah, there was all too many, too many things wrong with this match. Yeah, and it but that, that's when we got Ruby and Ortiz and Kingston, of course, sprinting down. Um, and a match. Yeah. Uh, we we went backstage. We had Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh. Uh, some words with the best friends. Yeah, fuck this. I don't even want to talk about this. Yeah, the best friends challenged him to a, a trios match on Rampage. Once that's exactly what we don't need on Rampage. What, what, Sorry. Here's the funny thing. I watched Rampage because we were in our hotel at that time. And the match wasn't that bad, but it was just like, why? Why now is Jay Lethal going from Samoa Joe to Orange Cassidy? What the fuck? I don't know. But anyway. Um, let's then get- we have Tony Shivani in the ring interviewing Jungle Boy. Uh, oh, wow. I want to hear what you have to say about this. Well, what I liked is I liked how it started off. Because I liked that Johnny, uh, that Jungle Boy, sorry, <laughs> and said, Christian Cage, you are the biggest pussy I've met in my entire life. But really, do we need that? But there, I think that the combat, the TV 14, yeah, I think they're. But- but then it come all fake. Uh, I, I Jungle Boy doesn't give the best promos. Well, here's the thing: Jr. for the longest time has been calling him Jungle Jack Perry, and that's what they need to do. That's why I wanted fucking Luchasaurus to stay with Christian Cage. Did you hear why he said that that the Luchasaurus heel heel turn was only for two weeks was to protect? Christian Cage from getting hurt protect, from anybody else. Yeah, it was to protect Christian Cage from getting hurt. Shut the because fuck Jungle so Boy wanted a piece of him first. Oh, what the fuck? Luchasaurus ever. didn't go after him. This, it was the biggest bullshit excuse. Yeah. yeah I mean, Luchasaurus was so... So, you beat up the Varsity Blondes because... You wanted to save Christian Cage for Jungle Boy. That's that really. Can we fucking start calling him? Stop calling him Jungle Boy. Jungle Jack Perry is so perfect. Jr. Jungle I, Boy I, is his is his cheesy indie name. Well, yeah, and so is Luchasaurus. Like, yeah, Luchasaurus <laughs> has to go too. I, I, he's it. It does. I'm sorry, but and here's the thing. Like, I love Dynamite. Seriously. You're not going to convince me he's a fucking dinosaur <laughs> with a mask on. You know, come on. Well, here's, the thing. here's the thing. Out of all this, tomorrow night we get fucking Matt Hardy versus Christian for the 900th time. And I don't want to watch it. No. Oh, I don't want to watch Matt Hardy now. Matt Hardy hasn't been yeah. best in the ring. Matt Hardy doesn't look that great to me. He is at the end of his ropes. And this he is for Tony Khan. Brother, and we need to wait for his brother to heal up. Yep. And then Matt Hardy join in. Yeah. This is where we get Tony Khan trying to be like a a fan, fantasy booker. Oh, God. I'm going to book Matt Hardy. Well, we cared about that 10 years ago. We don't care about it now. Yeah. This is, this is, yeah. 
Anyway, Ooh. next. It was. It was. You're right. Thinking back on it, it was a big shock. But I did like that he mentioned that. I kind of thought. I thought it was a shot at WWE going TV was. 14. So it they was. said. So that, that's what I liked about it. Yeah. But then we got uh, Young Bucks backstage with Brandon Cutler and the Bucks. Where I think it, Cutler had him. Hey, look, there's a trios championship, and look, we could do this. And then Hangman comes back. Oh, here's Hangman. Yeah, we happy birthday, dude. And yeah. yeah, my birthday is tomorrow. And they were talking about birthdays. And then the Dark Order comes into the scene and they wish Paige a happy birthday and the Bucks are just like, ah, oh, fuck this. This isn't yeah. going to happen. I, and about this. I didn't I didn't care for the segment. No, I talked about this earlier. I got a little bit ahead. But, like, it's like... You have to watch Being the Elite and know the story. And, again, just a little promo. 30 seconds of their, like, relationship would help so much here. But yeah, this is just the like whatever segment, whatever we're getting. They're doing they it. Do this, they do this with the young bucks all the time. They assume yep. everybody watches beat, right? And everybody that, like I said, I stopped watching it a long time ago, just because it wasn't that important. I don't know. It. They do. It's what we keep coming back to, and I hope AEW people are listening to this. And just sometimes it's too inside baseball. Like, like if you don't know, you don't know, so you don't care. Yeah, exactly. Um, but a handicap match, if you could call it that, Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling versus the AEW World Tag Team co-champion, I guess, Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee was banned from ringside. I did not give a shit. I hate, I hate handicap matches. I hate them. And they did it just to, like, get rid of the uh, petition angle or whatever. And they introduced Josh Woods, who is a star. He's going to be cool in AEW. But, like, you have FTR who needs the tag team titles. Not, I don't know. This was dumb. I'm, I'm over this. Yeah, let's not even go into it because uh, it was, it was just, it was just. I don't. I, I don't know what, what. What are we doing? These. These are supposed to be. Ta- All right, there's a lot of news going on. I'm gonna have to hit you up after this. All right. Sounds good. Um, what do we have next? Um, Malachi Black and Brody King backstage. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Malachi is giving a, a message to uh, the Redeemer uh, saying oh. he spent his entire life worshipping the throne but Malachi Black could help him take his place and sit on that throne well, and hey uh, hold on I got some news here um, sounds this is, good this is crazy I'm interested in how this is going to go so All Out is going to be Labor Day weekend NXT is this has to be a Triple H thing. NXT is running a pay-per-view the same night on Peacock. Really? And wow. Okay, what the fuck? Hold on. Sorry. 
so wow I can't, okay so like a month before that they're going to run a special on hold on they're going to run a special I'm reading this for a minute hold on they're going to run a special on USA called Heatwave which is a old ECW pay-per-view name and then I'm not they're not saying yet if it's at night or during the day they're going to run a premium live event on Peacock the same day as All Out wow is Triple H trying to restart the war Uh, wow. Um, well, Triple H is no slouch. Wow, All Out is kind of like AEW's WrestleMania, so you're gonna run a... Wow, that's, that's big news, bro. That's kind of crazy. Okay, sorry. Yeah, that is. That, that is. It's definitely a... Here's my thing, though. If I'm a fan, if I'm a fan... It's definitely I'm, a shot. Yeah, I'm, I mean, here's what he's going for. Are you going to pay $6 on Peacock to watch a premium live event, or are you going to spend $50 to watch AEW? That's very, very interesting. Wow. Oh, shit, hold on. Hold on. AEW so, together on this. They got to. So I'm getting more news. Freddie Prince Jr., who... Is he going back to producing? He used to be... Wow. Oh, holy shit. So, he used to be a writer on WWE Creative. He has started his right. own promotion. And he hopes to have it up and running in a year where he's going to tape pro wrestling shows and have them on a weekly television and he's trying to get TV and he's starting his own promotion that's too far out there for me to even give an opinion I and what was he been doing cooking shows with his wife lately I and he said that Triple H is going to try is this real? I gotta get this confirmed but he's saying that he thinks that Triple H is going to try and make things hard for CM Punk how is he going to make things hard for CM Punk? we'll have to find out more about that yeah I'll I'll get more I'll do I'm getting I'm getting blown up here I'll I'll, uh, I apologize for that but uh well that's okay Wow, but, oh, another promotion. He apparently has a two-year deal at a certain arena that is not named yet and is trying to get television and is going to focus wrestling storylines on real-life events. Hmm. Huh. Wow. Um, well, I don't know. He he wasn't that impressive in WWE. I don't know how impressive he's going to be on his own. But 
Apparently, this is a go. He is going to start his own promotion. Freddie Prince mm-hmm. Jr., ladies and gentlemen, is starting his <laughs> own wrestling promotion. How about that? Wow. Wow. All right. Let's just right, hope he doesn't my... bring Scoob in the gang. <laughs> that's why my phone cut out. Sorry, because I am getting, I guess. That's all right. I'm guessing the Sasha and Naomi contract details are getting close to being done. That's recorded by Dave Meltzer. And um, the Freddy Press Jr. Wow. Okay. Anyway. I'll tell Dave to tell it after Unscripted Violence is on. <laughs> hasn't he gotten the, hasn't no, he gotten the news? But oh, next wow. we got we got Brody King. He, he just says he wants a, a coffin match against Darby. And I'm not excited about this at all. Oh, did we, you see what happened at the Comic-Con? Yeah, they kind of showed bits on it. it, it I wish they would have went more into it because Did you see I, the tattoo? No, I tattoo. He got, he got a tattoo on his arm that says R.I.P. Darby Allen with his headstone. And it says Darby Allen and it has the year of his uh, birth and death. That's pretty cool. To get a tattoo? Yeah. That's like permanent, bro. I, well, it could be covered up easy. Yeah, but... Hey, I'll uh, remind me. I'll send you a picture. But that's cool. That that is cool. That's a good a, a good start. I just don't. I'm I'm just not excited about the feud. I am because um, Brody King's a Brody star. Brody King's already whipped Darby's ass. How many more times do I gotta see it? Uh, I, they've they've totally. Within the past, I'd say six months, they've destroyed what Darby was. Okay, but here's the thing: he's undefeated in uh, whatever these casket matches are. The coffin um, matches, or if you're gonna push Brody Lee, I mean Brody King, what's a better way than having him beat Darby again in his own match? Right. But I'm still, it just, I don't know. All right, we'll see. Doesn't excite me. Just like this next match didn't excite me. The AEW Women's World Title Match, Thunder Rosa versus Mia Yamashita. Wow. I could not be more bored. Yeah. What Um, are they doing to Thunder Rosa? They have just... Taken the fire out of her and well this young lady as JR called her because he didn't want to pronounce her name beat Thunder Rosa in Japan with a roll up and and this is what caused the match but again they showed like a little five second thing explain to people why they're fighting but then if you're going to have a lady from another promotion come over why give her so much offense on Thunder Rosa? I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I don't either. All right, let's get to the main event. Main event was awesome. Blackpool Combat Club. The American Dragon Danielson versus Jericho Appreciation Society's Red Death, as they call him, Daniel Garcia. This was so good. What and, and Chris Jericho on commentary, what a fucking match this was. Oh, this Brian Danielson gets a 
kick out of trolling the internet. So they were doing the head angle and the concussion angle. And the only thing I wish they didn't do, I, I didn't need Jake Hager grabbing. I wish they wouldn't have grabbed his foot. Right. So it was a clean win, but it's still a win. Daniel Garcia, like I said earlier, has had more main event matches on Dynamite. And a reason for that is they usually put Punk or Danielson on first to try to keep the viewers. But still, Daniel Garcia is a stud. He's one of the new pillars. This was just great. Brian Danielson just told a great story. I don't know how I feel about him losing again, but they're going to fight again. He's going to get his hand on Danielson. Uh, I mean, on Jericho. Uh, but this was so good. And this whole dynamite kind of put a emphasis on the younger talent. Hook wins the FTW championship, which is that held. Starks cut a promo that made him a babyface. Dante and Sammy fought. I mean, Dan- and you have Daniel Garcia beat Brian Danielson. I will say this if they do not cap- capitalize on having Garcia win, then this was for nothing. You gotta keep pushing uh, a Garcia. Oh yeah, definitely. And wow, how how tough was Garcia in this match? He was so good, bro. He was. I mean, he's, he kept, just, he kept up. He kept up with Danielson so well. But here's the thing: you got to give Danielson so much credit. He made him look like a million bucks. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. Both, but both of them, both of them were magic. Danielson is Danielson is giving us some of the best work he's ever done in his career, and this is why he left WWE to come to AEW is to do matches like this, and it was so good. He kept faking the commission, the, the concussion angle, and. There were people in the crowd that were like actually scared for for Danielson, and the way that Garcia put on the figure—I mean, the sharpshooter—and then kneeled into the back and made him pass out. So good. This is why I wish Moxley would have pinned Roosh instead of making him pass out because you had a guy pass out at the beginning of your night and a guy pass out at the end of the night, and sometimes I think you just need one of those things to happen instead of both. Right. But this was um, great. Yeah, but yeah, the, was... The end, yeah. This, but this was an upset. It was Daniel Garcia. Just he to you, to you, he, was an he, upset. To me, it wasn't. Well, I, I didn't see it coming. I, I thought, I thought, I thought there's no way Garcia's gonna win this. They, they got to pull this out. But as the match kept going, I was like. Oh, holy shit. Garcia looking really good. And, and the notice, did you notice Garcia put on some weight? Oh, yeah. He's Which on. makes him look a hell of a lot more badass. Here's the thing. I hope they just didn't do this for the shock value. I hope Garcia still keeps getting pushed. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But what a way to end. So good, bro. So good. I was actually shocked. I yelled out, oh my God, Garcia won. And my 10-year-old came, came running out like, oh my God. And I had to rewind it. It, like, was, it, was, like, out. it, was, a, it was a pass out, like you said. Like, he passed out. Yeah. But win's a win is a win. Yep. And 
Garcia proved he's got he's got what it takes. Here's the thing: tomorrow night is a big show for AEW. They have to bring it. Very true. I can't wait to I can't wait to see it. This well, you know, is what I'm so. waiting for a show like this to spark my interest for the next week because they yeah. haven't done that for about for a couple of months. Honestly, they well, haven't really. The well, here's the thing: for the last like couple of months, they've been they've been they've been promoting New Japan and they've been promoting right. ROH. Right. Now it's time to get to AEW. It is, and I I think we need to bring our focus back. I think yep. tomorrow night's show is going to be a just banger. Yep, I agree. Loved it. Um, what? I don't know. We kind of combined three shows into one. <laughs> <laughs> well, not three, but uh, overall, I'd give this week a four four chair shots. I'm Easy. gonna go. Yeah, I'm gonna go four. Yeah, could have been more, could have been less, but uh, hey, it's the most chair shots I think I've given. It just—it's a show that like keeps you on the edge of your seat. But the thing is, we got it. We got to start connecting some storylines. Yeah, that's 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 a problem we keep running into every week. We talk yeah. about this. Yep, and I'm going to give Garcia. I mean. How can he not be a wrestler of the night? I mean, that was the biggest one. It was his career. And, I was just gonna say he's the obvious. He's the yeah. obvious wrestler of the night. And 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 bonus, I'm gonna give it to Claudio. Also, just what in his first world title? It made me so happy. And uh, that was a feel good moment. Yeah, it was so and, good. So. And launched off a pay per view like that. What? A, that was a brilliant move. I'm yes, sorry. Yep. Sorry, Mr. Gresham. <laughs> you and Jordan go go keep eating those protein powder shakes and pumping those weights. You're not gonna <laughs> You're not gonna convince me you're gonna beat Claudio. Nope, not gonna happen. And Claudio's gonna hold that title for a long time. Yes, he is. Yep. Well, wow, man, what a great show this week. Yeah, bro, I love talking to you, man. I'm glad. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks, so uh, glad we got. Yeah, well, we've had we've had some shit going on. Like real life shit happens, guys. And I apologize for it, but you know we try to bring this to you every week. Just keep supporting us. We've seen so much support lately. It's awesome. Yes, sir. We're just gonna keep growing, and we want you to grow with. Go to the group. Say something. Anything. Hit me up. Yeah, hit me up. Say, Staggerly, you suck. <laughs> I don't mind. I'll take the heat. Oh, you don't need no heat. You're doing a great job, bro. We love hearing from you, though. Whenever whenever I see a new member to that group, it just makes me happy. Yes, sir. So, um, I hear Twitter, so you'll have to tell everybody your Twitter. Jblun23. J-A-Y-B-L-U-N 2-3 at Twitter. Hit me up. If you play Fortnite, let's play Fortnite and talk wrestling. Yeah, there I, you go. Hit me up, bro. Let's do Perfect it. Combo. Perfect yeah. combo. Yeah, Video wrestling. Hey, here's the funny thing. I just bought the John Cena skin on Fortnite, so uh, we can do it. You can't see me. Hit me up. 
Casey and Wayne Blunt Sr. on Facebook. Guys, we love you. Uh, Brell, it's so good talking to you. Um, yeah, you too. We'll be back again soon. Yes, and we will see, we will talk to you guys next week, definitely, because tomorrow night's going to be just awesome. Count already. But let's go. Uh, let's go. Good night, everybody. Good night, brother.